everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Hey Corner Crew podcast. I am your host, JJ Lang. With me, as always, are my two wonderful co-hosts. First of all, you know him, you love him, Nate the Little Gunfoss. Yeah, I'm still here. And, and back from the grave is Dan, the Statman Scully. I, I broke my own internet. I'm sad. <laughs> that, that was pretty good. So, like we mentioned on last week's, or, or the, the last episode we recorded, um, this is going to be our season review for the women's hockey team at RIT. Um, really? RIT? What? We'll do huh? the men in a separate video. Oh, I thought we were right? doing Syracuse. Oh, I thought we shoot. were doing LIU. That's why I wore powder blue. Wait, we're not doing a review of the worst arena in the history of hockey, the Tennessee Ice Dump? <laughs> I don't know what it's, it's not an arena, so <laughs> your point's invalid. Yeah, it's a... Nobody cares. It's a, it's a piece of crap. A... Anyways, uh, that being said, enough of crapping on Tennessee. We do that enough already. Um, no, we don't. We're going to be doing our season review today. That's fair. We could do way more. Um, we're doing our. We're going to be doing our season review today. Um, we're going to just kind of start with some general thoughts, um, going over just basic facts about the team, talking about how we think they performed, um, what improvements they made over last year, uh, what they can do to better improve themselves next year, and then doing some general kind of awards we have that we all kind of threw together at the very end. So I'm going to pass it over to Dan to start, and we're going to start talking about just kind of general team performance. So. There's no real, there's really no two ways to put this. The The record was not pretty this year. Um, no. It was an improvement, but it still wasn't pretty. Um, 4 26 and 2 overall, and 1 13 and 2 in conference. Um, wins against St. Michael's outscored them 17 nothing on the weekend to open this uh the home schedule uh the very the very short home schedule yeah yeah that was garbage um the next non-loss occurred against number 10 ranked penn state uh the eventual conference champions the tigers managed to tie them down at penn state um and if you saw the the weekend recap after that one, that we were talking about how that was a big result for the team. Um, I think they rode a little bit of momentum through that. They ended up uh, beating St. Lawrence and Syracuse on back-to-back Tuesdays. Uh, Gross. I don't know. Those were a couple of nice Tuesday night games. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, their other conference tie would come in February against Mercyhurst at home. Um, and unfortunately, that was that was pretty much it for the season. Um, not there because there was only uh four teams that made the playoffs this year for CHA. There's no playoff games to talk about um one one conference game that really hurt was the second home game against lindenwood losing that game in overtime that was the game we gave up the late goal to right to tie it i think so yep yep 
1909. Yep. yep. They were probably 51 seconds away from making the playoffs. Yep. And unfortunately, yep. in hockey, 51 seconds can mean a ton. It's an eternity um, in a hockey game. Yep. Because that's a four-point swing. That's two points Linwood doesn't get, and it's two points we get. So, I mean, like we said, overall, not the greatest year record-wise, but like we did say, there's a ton of – there's positives. There's good things. I mean, see. I just counted. We had six one-goal losses this year, and four of them were in overtime. Three of them are – sorry, three of them are in overtime. So, and two of those overtime it, losses it, it, were against Lindenwood. Like, yep. It's so, kind of like – it's. Kind Again, you we made. you flip those two it's, overtime games and that we're in and we're playing Penn State and who knows we always play well against Penn State you never know, but it's uh, it, it's hard because the improvement was there and again it's another year of the results of them not getting the result there. that they deserved yeah. and they, we can look back at it all we want. I mean, we had two conference ties that could have been wins too. and It just sucks. Like they definitely, especially at the beginning of the year. I mean, they, we did not have an easy schedule to start the year at all. Like back-to-back trips to UConn and Vermont on the road against ranked teams with a lot of talent and, don't look at take the scores out of it. Pretty good showings in all four of those games too. Mm-hmm. Like that was one of the one goal losses was the second one to UConn and Yep. I don't know. It it, it seems like we're we're struggling here to talk yeah. about some things. But like it's it's one of those where like we always try to be positive and it's kind of hard when there aren't a lot of positives individually there was some well, positives. there was one I big think, positive i think there was a lot of girls that took a step this year on the team oh yes um, you know I, I think the play the level of play was better that's for sure um definitely i think we said they were in a lot of these games and i could go back and look and see how many of those non-one goal games had empty net goals at the end because there was obviously more but yeah I mean, like I said, I think I think if we focus more on the development aspects of this season for every player on the team, it was it was another step. I mean, we again another young team. Three players, you know, three seniors. One was a grad student that came in just for this year. So, a lot of players coming back. And a lot of depth, and I think this team's ready to take a big step next year. But the other thing I would too is when you're looking at the out of conference record, you have to remember that this coaching staff is not afraid to schedule anybody. I mean, number, no, number eleven Colgate. Vermont, number <laughs> number three Colgate. Um, Union was a solid squad. UConn was ranked after we played them. They, I think they were 15th in the country after we played them. Penn, so, let's not forget that 
Penn State I mean, was yes, one of the best also, teams in the country this year. It, and they were in our conference. Penn State's consistently ranked. Mercyhurst was getting votes. I mean, you got to play who's on your schedule in your conference. But, I mean, th- th- there was not an easy night on the schedule at no. all. I mean, besides St. Michael's. But even those games weren't, they weren't, if I remember right, they weren't easy. Like, St. Michael's never gave up, and they played hard. Just... There was a I mean, the score was lopsided, but that's besides the right. point. Right. It also helps when you have brick walls of goaltenders. And and I, I think we said it in the recap of that weekend. Like St. Michael's reminded us of us the year before, the year prior. Yeah. And we were in those games the year before. And, like, I think talk to anybody that watched them last, last year and this year. We kind of felt bad for St. Mike's because we knew how they felt. <laughs> Well, yeah. and and we knew how they felt the very next weekend when we played Colgate. Yeah, yeah. And the, we the, went, we went, we went from a nine zero win to a nine zero loss in six yeah. days. So, and, and the defense played really well in those St. Michael's games. I mean, it we held St. Michael's to eighteen shots over a weekend where we scored seventeen goals. Right, that's impressive. Yeah, I think St. Michael's got two shots in the last minute of Saturday, and I was very upset. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really? I wanted more goals on the weekend that they had shots. That would have been absolutely hilarious if that actually happened. I would have died. Um, it's, uh, you know, overall, I mean, better. Like we said, better. I think yeah. this team is, I think, a couple. It, I know Dan and I were kind of talking about it. I think if this team can figure out how to put the puck in the net against those good teams, then this team has the force. potential. The, this team has the potential to be dangerous, make some noise in, in the CHA. Like, not saying we'll be at a Penn State level, but just get in. They showed it last year against Lindenwood. All you got to do is get in, and mm-hmm. you never know. It's tough with the and and they're going back to the old format next year with Robert Morris coming in too. So, which will be everybody's nice. everybody's going to make the playoffs. So that's nice. But you got to figure out how to, you know, see if we can squeak in a, a higher seed there. Mm-hmm. Maybe get a home game. It's tough when you're in a league with Mercyhurst, Penn State, and Syracuse who have the pedigrees and have had the program success, where it's easier to recruit. You know, because players want to play for that program but scholarships are a huge factor and again like i think we've had the conversation in discord a lot like you have to give this coaching staff time to get Mm -hmm. their players in with scholarships like we have a i know we'll we don't really want to talk about next year too much in this but um eddie alvarez an incoming freshman just won a national championship with her travel team and was and a, was on the all tournament team. tournament team. Yeah. So, so she's not one to sit there and go, oh, okay, cool. Like she's going to make an yeah, impact when she gets here. She's going to make an impact when she gets here. And it's kind of funny. Like, I think I mentioned it on one of the podcasts, like how do we keep the local talent here? And then sure enough, Celeste goes out and sends <laughs> somebody from Greece. So, <laughs> uh, that'll be fun. I can't remember the last time we had a local girl on the team. So that'll be like, so well, the last somebody. guy from, well, the last local player I think in general was Mike Rotolo for the men, wasn't it? Rotolo and McMullen, yeah. I was gonna say because they were from Rochester. Mm, Garrett. 
Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, went, he went to my high school for about a year uh, <laughs> and then left. <laughs> I, th- I think one of the big positives we can take away from this year is goaltending. Because Sarako, yeah. again, was a legitimate brick wall that nothing could get by. I mean, she was the reason we were in a lot of those. We were down by one game. Surprised by that? Definitely not surprised at all. We all knew Sarah Um, was it. All all three goaltenders with save percentages in the nine hundreds. Yeah, that's impressive. That's that's a lot of shots. But that a lot either. either Still, no, like that's especially in college, especially against the good teams that we played. Having plus nine hundred save percentages from all three of your goaltenders is huge. Because you don't see that with a lot of teams. Oh, you don't. And, and you know, I thought Sophia came in and played really well in the game. I she, came in. I, she was a nice, pleasant spot. I mean, we knew what we had in Sarah and Emma, but knowing that we have three goaltenders that can come in and probably keep you in games and give you a chance to win. I mean, I think I think any program would sign up for that any day of the week. So... I thought she it's, played uh, particularly well at the the game that was at St. Lawrence. Um, I know, oh, you, I, I know, you, I know you guys weren't there, but you were probably watching. Um, yeah, I I caught. I was most watching. Of it. I was watching. But, um, I thought she played well. But there were there were a handful of us that made the trip, and she she played well up there. I mean, that was a one nothing game going into the third period, and it was really they scored on an empty net goal, so she only allowed two. So that's, I mean, again, I would take that any time of the week. Hundred percent. Um. Yeah. So I mean, I guess we can do a quick if we want to do a rundown of leading scores and stuff. You know, Dan's let's probably go got po- that up. Yeah, but let's go. Let's go through the points leaders because I, I bet Dan's got that, and that's part of what we were going to talk about anyway. So let's do that. So Amy Dobson led the. The team in points with 14 on six goals and eight assists. Um, she tied for the goal scoring lead with Lindsay Maloney, who had 13 points. Um, most assists was Kylie Aquero with 11. Uh, I mean, what did I say at the beginning of the year? She was your playmaker. Um, mm-hmm. Kyla Bear with nine assists. Uh, a trio of five goal scorers, Athena, Jamie, and Emma. Let's see. What's funny is most of Jamie's goals came against St. Michael's, which is kind of funny. Because she had four that weekend, did she not? Three. Three, yeah. Because so. she had two to one, one game, one another. Yeah. That's right, because she almost got the hat trick. She scored on senior. <laughs> Here yes. night too, right? Yeah. Yeah, all three. Yeah, uh, yeah, she's... No, she didn't score on senior night. I thought she scored. Oh, no, not Dobson. Dobson didn't score on senior night. No. Amy was trying. She was gunning for it, though. No, so I think... You could see she wanted to put on so bad. Jamie assisted on our goal on senior night. Maybe maybe it was a tip play or something. All three that was seniors Jesse had Burks. a point that weekend. Yes. Yep. Who Jesse? Mm-hmm. Jesse Burks kind of turned it on late in the year. Yeah, and yeah, that was good did. to see. Um, Jordan Bear too. 
both kind of seemed I, to catch their groove at the end of the year, towards the end of the year. Like, it was like once they came It back, was great. It was great seeing so, Jordan Bear back in the lineup contributing after not playing a lot last year. Well, I was just looking at shot was percentage. Too. Uh, Jordan Bear actually led in shot percentage with four goals on 20 shots on goal. Nice. 20, wow. 20%. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Keep that up. Either. Keep that up for two more years. Eh? That'd be nice. And then obviously Nate brought up the goaltender save percentage was all over 900. Yeah, that's that's huge. Um, especially with all your goaltenders coming back next year too. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's major. it is nice to it is nice to know that that's pretty much set in stone. I kind of hope that Celeste gives each of them an opportunity. I would say right now it's probably Sarah's net, and she kind of took it over late in the air. I'd yes. like to see maybe all three of them get a chance early in the year next year to maybe I would take agree with it that. summer. You know, I agree like, with that. I'd love to like internal competition is good. Having a having three goaltenders that can come in and keep you in games and give you a chance to win is good. Mm-hmm. And you want that internal competition because it'll just make each of them better. Yep. And I think if you ask any goalie, having good partners with you is a good thing. Like none of them will say because in the end, it's all about winning. And if the team wins, you push each other to make each other better. So, yeah. So it should be, I mean, I'm looking at our depth chart for next year and it is pretty good. It's same team and they're another year, they're another year better. And there's there's probably a couple unknowns there also for possibly if any of our seniors becoming grad students are coming back. We don't know. Um, do we have more? Like, they they announced a few players coming in, didn't they? Yes, I think there's a couple coming. I, they, so. I don't think they announced. If I don't think Hannah they're or all Jamie on. were coming back though. No, I'm more thinking freshmen. Um, no, maybe just that. maybe they just announced. I think it too. was okay. just I think it was just Alvarez and somebody else. And uh, Emma Pickering. I mean, you also got to look at the fact that the, Indiana. You also got to look at the fact oh. that the. Sophomore and freshman class are gargantuan, Massive. so it's like, yeah, not even. You I mean, probably can't recruit that many people. Five, well, with the we only had that. five freshmen coming in this, this past year, so a lot of juniors and seniors on this team next year. So a very veteran team, and I think, yeah, like I said, I think that plays a factor. And if you look around the CHA and you look in the transfer portal, there's a lot of talent leaving the conference mm-hmm. via graduation. I was, gonna say, I was and, really going to just say that, although. Madison Primo is going from one team to another in the CHA, and that made me not happy because it wasn't us. Um, <laughs> I think we were all kind of deep down inside hoping she was going to be wearing a different shade of orange this year, this upcoming year, but guess not. Um, it is uh, going to be interesting. I think this team has the makings to improve, once again, take another step and maybe – I don't like it, depending on how they do the format of the playoffs. I'd I'd like to see him go back to the the quarterfinals are a best of three and then the semifinal and championship are a one game. Um that could be fun. I know that it gets tough sometimes. It'll be interesting because Michelle's first day is Monday, the tenth. Thank Can't God. Wait. Um 
I know she's got a lot on her plate. I know we probably won't hear about playoff format. I see you laughing, Scully. I know you're laughing at the point I made. Um, be nice to see. You know, I, I'm sure we'll find out come June when the schedule comes out what the playoff format will be like. But um, yeah. Without looking, how many shots did the team block this year and who led the team in blocks? Oh, good God. Oh. Okay, well, Cindy's gone, so it wasn't her, obviously. Um, Kyla, leader. Yep. Oh, my God. Ben. How many did she have? She had 55. What was the number on it? Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, um, 350. Higher. Jesus. Five? 489. Damn. 49. Good God. I love that. That's insane. Love that. Um, That's a lot of shots blocked. Well, like, it's great me to up. see that, but it's also <laughs> not great to see that at the same time. Because we're blocking that much. Well, and, and, and sign me up for that. I love that. That's. I think another reason Amy Dobson ended up with Bailey Cale, 48, too. Amy Dobson as a forward blocked 50 shots this year. So, uh, yeah, throw a C on the jersey of that player any day of the week. Thank you. So, wait, wait, who was who was one? Did I miss that? Kyla, Kyla Bear. Kyla Bear. I, I was I almost said Kylie Aquero, but I was so it was decently close in terms of the first name pronunciation. Um, that's one metric. There was a lot of good this year. There was a lot of good that happened. There was a lot of good that happened. The result just wasn't. I always there, find it funny is... when sorry, I find it funny when goaltenders don't get credited for block shots yet they block every single one of them. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, I don't get. I think that. that's funny. Always, like, oh, like, I'm nice just looking at it. It's kind of funny. Save. I'm like, but they're blocking the puck though. It's just the technicalities of it. It's not technically a block shot because goaltenders can't block shots because that's their job. So, um, also the reason that you can't have a save as a skater. Yep. All right, so now we're going to move on now. So talking about our favorite moments of the year, and then we're also going to do our what each of ours MVP was this year. Who, who, sorry, I should say who our MVP was this year. Um, so talking favorite moments. Uh, I'm going to pass it to Dan to start, and we're going to just go around the horn and talk about what our favorite moments were. I'm not sure if I have a favorite moment on the ice, but our... Our mad scramble trying to go to the first Syracuse game <laughs> in Syracuse. <laughs> that was pretty great. That was incredible. Um, that was, that was so much fun. That was, yeah, that was, uh, JJ was in my car. And <laughs> J- I don't think I went under 85 the whole way. No, he Honestly, was flooring it the whole I way. Was I'm like, I'm like, we're going to get pulled over. Nope. No, because all the cops were in Syracuse. <laughs> all the troopers oh, were in Because the president Syracuse. was in town. That's right. Because the <laughs> yes. president was visiting the campus. When I, I literally said we could have robbed four or five banks in Syracuse and nobody would have. For clarification, we didn't do that. I didn't, I didn't do that. <laughs> I'm just saying that was the running joke. He, 
He just brought um, it up 79 times in the car ride there and was really trying to convince us we could pull it off. We could have. Just I, saying. I remember getting it's a call so from out. Nate as I'm getting on 690. He's like, where are How's you? Highway? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just How's getting on 690. It's like free and clear. It has been the whole way. <laughs> I think it. I think I stepped on it even harder after that. <laughs> didn't we leave early thinking we were going to experience some like massive traffic or some crap like that? And it was nothing the whole way there. Well, I think we left early like, because I mean, everybody could leave early, but. That's true. We also got Still, to Shake Shack. Was... Oh. Shake Shack on the way back. Oh. They're, dude, they're putting one in Henrietta, and I'm so. Excited. I cannot. I live down on the street from there. I'm going to end up losing. My, I guess my, my favorite. Shack. Anyways, back to the women's hockey team. My favorite moment was I, I wasn't able to go to it, but I think that first period against Syracuse at home, the second home game against Syracuse, the four oh, goals. Oh, that game was first, fantastic. I remember I was working a high school game and I was watching it on my phone and I was like, damn, I wish I was there. And we proceeded, we, and we proceeded to touch you and said, get out, never come back. They did this without you here, so you're not allowed in the building anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously, I think the St. Michael's series was fun until about five nothing on Saturday, and I got kind of <laughs> bored. <laughs> I got I got kind of like, bored. Right, we've seen enough of this. I think <laughs> one of us started. Somebody at one point started getting mad because it was like nine nothing. No, it was actually it was me. I was sitting there screaming. I'm like, I want ten. Score again. Do it. Forget their yeah. dignity. Score Could again. Could you imagine was... if both teams had had a double-digit game this year? Yikes. I'm talking so much. We I'm could still, have ran our mouths. I'm still pissed that Michigan scored year, more than could have 10 anything back. Yeah. in that regional game. I wanted to be the only team to score 10. I was not happy. Oh, God. Uh, my favorite moment. I mean, I think driving to Syracuse was pretty hilarious. <laughs> also, Nate, I'm surprised your favorite moment was not you beating out of the orange and rock, paper, scissors. I expected that. <laughs> the video of him jumping up and down like a psychopath. If, if I if I had lost to a freaking fruit with arms, I would have been so pissed. <laughs> I would have laughed so hard. <laughs> fruit with arms. I would have walked out of there. I swear. I would have let you... I swear, JJ, whoever was Jay in the Calvin suit would have been stranded. I, I swear, whoever was in the suit for the first game was also there for the second game because Otto was only nice to me out of all the Tiger <laughs> fans that were there. Yeah, you traitor. Um, yeah, I question I'm your sorry, allegiances I'm sometimes. sorry I grew up bleeding a different orange. Yeah, now, now, you, now you bleed... The exclusive now, RIT no, all I, that only the I school allows I just bleed. Can you not that bleed? Took a, that's like not a good that, thing. That took a very <laughs> dark turn there, and I'm slightly concerned about it. That's um, because I think your my... audio cut out on my end, JJ. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it. In the end, it it was. I I think my favorite game this year was the first responder game. Obviously, I'm wearing my jersey right now because I just loved. I love the fact that the that Emma got to design the jerseys that everybody got to wear. I'm like, the game result may not have been what we hoped, but like the jerseys are really cool, and I'm glad I have one. And I thought that like the fun in the Discord of like people like bugging out over the 
um the jersey auction and like oh my god someone's bidding on my jersey cough cough spencer bidding against a player for her own jersey and beating her for it uh, <laughs> <laughs> honestly just in general i i can we talk it. about every time up do you remember we were about to start the interview with bailey with bailey kale i'm wearing my jersey and she goes oh look at mine she runs and grabs it and comes back and we're like, you won your? She goes, yeah. She goes, a bunch of a bunch of us were bidding on him. Megan was bidding against some guy at the last second, and he kept putting in last minute bids right towards the end. We know what's our friend Spencer, so we're all just dying laughing because we know who it is. And she goes, what's so funny? Like, yeah, one of the team photographers beat her off her own jersey. Meanwhile, Dom bought that was me. incredible. Did Dom mean to okay, buy Dom three? ended up with three on accident. Yeah, no, he, Dom ended I, up with them on accident to and sold them for what he bought them for other people, and then. Forgot about the Nobody bid, bid on the, on the He won a couple extras on accident. So he basically sold them to some fans who lost out because he felt bad. So, well, yeah, he was also I going also... to do it no matter what because he was like, I need the money back. But yeah, that was. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> you know what, though? Hey, all that money went to a good cause. So, yeah, it did. Um, um, and the other thing I mean, is, like, I. Those that was, that was, that was pretty great. I was impressed with. Just how many away games that at least a few of us were able to make it to. Oh, yeah. I mean, both Syracuse games, the one up at St. Lawrence, you guys took a trip to Mercyhurst. I'm that sure weekend there was, was one awesome. missing in here. Someplace. I think, I, I, and you know what? I think the team appreciated that too. Like, oh, yeah. I, I know for a fact they did. And you know you don't usually see teams come over and salute their fans after away games. But they fist bump everybody. It's awesome. I love it. This team did it at least at the Mercyhurst and Syracuse game. Um, and, you know I we appreciate that too because like that at least lets we don't have to drive. They at least know that we're there. And, <laughs> yeah. I mean, how could you not know we're there? I mean. But, um, the other thing is, and to kind of put it like to put it a certain a, a kind of different spin on it. Unfortunately for women's sports, a lot of those teams don't have fan bases. So for them to see a, like a handful of dedicated fans that are willing to drive three hours, three and a three and a half hours to Erie to watch them play in Mercyhurst, like that means a lot to them, and it makes an impact on them and their morale a little bit. Like it. How like, many? How many players do we talk to and hear from that say, "Like I came to RIT because God, of the like of part of it because of the environment." And yeah, I know JJ and at least I know JJ and I have like made it a mission this year to get more people to women's games. We tried and our best. I think we, I mean, we, we succeeded. Decent amount of people at almost every game that wasn't on. I mean, there weren't many of them, which kind of probably helped a little in that because you only had so many chances, yeah. but. And I mean, the Discord, um, too, the women's games that were streamed because people couldn't make because they were in class or whatever, there was a good amount of people again. They shouldn't and, have been watching, watching it because they were in class. They should have been there. What did I say about telling people to skip class? Hey, 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 I did not just say that. Those were not the words that came out of my mouth. No, but you were... I think what JJ was after the is they use. were not able to make it to the away games because they would have had to have left and missed class. Yes, thank you. Fair. And the home Fair. games that are still at crappy times, people cannot make because they are in class as well. Yeah, that that's tough. That's it's but that's yeah. that's 
still really I really do think that's still hurting attendance. Like I think as much as much as I love times. As much as I love the double hockey weekends, maybe next year spread it out a little bit. Get us some Friday night home games for the women and like just wait for the men to not be at home and then give them night games. Like if that if I mean it's a lot harder to schedule than that, but like that would be great. Would be kind of you know what I would love to see? What's and that? it can only happen for two schools in our conference and both of them get a weekend, a road weekend where the men and the women are at the same place. Oh, that, that would be, be fun. fun. That I've thought about that in the past. That I'm like, could you imagine if the men and women were both at Mercyhurst on the same weekend? Holy crap. That'd be nuts. We would have no voices left. <laughs> we would be for the men's game die. on Saturday. We would there probably would be, die. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's some switching... good there's some good spots to eat in Erie too. So we would definitely be all over oh, yeah. that. So so there are be some terrorizing uh, restaurants again, left and right, like oh, we did good. at Union. Oh my God, that poor five guys. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, so switching gears now to talk about our MVPs on the season and who we thought were the most valuable. Again, let's start. We'll start with Dan. We'll just go around the horn. Um, I will let you start. I've been told that this is a cop-out answer, but I I don't see how you can feel that way. Sarako, I mean, she, the last two seasons, she's kept us in games that otherwise we wouldn't have stayed in for 60 minutes yeah and it's just if emma and and sophia are great but sarah really shows that she's the number one goaltender here Mm -hmm. and honestly i think any school in this conference would be lucky to have her and we've got her in a tiger uniform and we still have two years left of her yeah, which is borderline unfair. I've said it a couple times. The fact that both programs' goaltenders are only sophomores is not fair. <laughs> that is for everybody else. It's great for us, though. Yeah, that is definitely something. And I mean, RIT hockey's always had good goaltending, especially on the women's side. There have been some great goaltenders, and Sarah's just adding her name and. Adding her name to that list into that legend of goaltending that RHS had, and if we can just get her some goal support next year, this team can be so dangerous. Oh, hundred percent. Because goaltenders can steal you games, but you have to give them the opportunity to steal you games. And mm-hmm. couple games, Sarah almost stole his games. So it'll be. She is going to have a phenomenal junior season. Sophomore slump did not happen. Nope. Not at all. Um, I, you know, we talked about a stat that I totally just changed my answer. Um, Amy Dobson. Yeah, that that was you know, not his answer before. It was not my answer before. I For brought the record, up the Nate's answer shots, was all three of the goaltenders. Which Dan yeah. and I yelled and at then, her for And then I heard she blocked players. 50 shots, and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, that, that'll do it. Um, 
I think she was something that this program needed. I wish we could have two more years or another year of her. I'd take two. I'd take four. <laughs> I'd take four more. I'd take her Dawson, as an yeah. assistant coach. Yeah. Assistant geez. coach. Yeah. Not that our assistants aren't great. But no, but bringing her in would be fantastic. Yeah. Add her on. That doesn't mean like she a, isn't great too. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought. She was a good piece that this team needed. She brought some veteran leadership to a team that didn't have a lot of veterans. So um, she's definitely going to be missed. Um, I wish like I said, we had more time with her. but And she was great to us, too. So, or any, I didn't have very many interactions with her, but the ones I did, she was phenomenal. So. Good, people, is- good people in this program, and she's yeah. definitely one of them for sure. So my my answer is also Amy Dobson. Um, not for a, sort of a different reason though. Um, she obviously was a grad student transfer who came in from the portal, uh, from Penn State. Um, and she comes in and just like she was given the captain patch mid maybe through the season, and it became readily apparent why, because it seemed to us that she kind of just came in and grabbed the team by the reins it was like let's go like we're doing this and she was I she was that I don't want to say we didn't have a leader like that in this locker room because we know that we have people that do step up but she just came in and just took over like she was she was the veteran leader the team really really needed and I think a lot of the team's success I think she pushed a lot of people to be better um I think she she pushes herself to be better she obviously led the team in points and led the team in block shots so She's put herself out there every game, um, making an impact. And her impact was felt. I think we can all agree that her impact was felt. And there's a reason she was given the captain patch also. So my reason for saying Amy is that um, I think had had Amy not come, I think I'd be in the Dan Scully boat and I would have said, yo, it's Sarah Cohen 100%. But I think just for the the impact on and off the ice that we know Amy made from how the coaches talked about her, from how her teammates talk about her. Um, that's why I say that Amy was definitely our MVP this year. And again, I love four more years of Amy Dobson. Unfortunately, we can't get that. Nobody, unfortunately, will get four more years of Amy Dobson at the collegiate level, but she definitely was the MVP in my book. I miss hockey. I hate recording this. Yeah. yeah, I don't like these. Episodes. I hate recording this, but it had to be done. Yeah, and we should we should also reiterate again that the fans' choice vote this fans' choice vote winner this year for the women's side was indeed Sarah. Erko, just to make sure if anybody for some reason missed that episode, which I don't know why you would have, but in case you're finding us new and didn't know that was the thing, the winner was Sarah Co. By landslide margin, I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, it wasn't even close. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even. It was. Close. It was closer than I thought it would be, but it wasn't. How even much close. did she win by? Like how many hundreds of I, votes did she win by? Oh, there wasn't. Very many <laughs> I, of votes. I was gonna uh, say I don't. I don't know if there were that many votes. Unfortunately, let's just but... say her stack was like this. Everybody else's stack was like that. <laughs> So it was definitely oh God, there was a good variety of players that got votes, but uh, yeah, 
if it had been a clean sweep, I wouldn't have been shocked. But I didn't. No offense, Sarah. I, I would have been shocked either. I also didn't vote I, for Sarah. I, I love you, Sarah, but that I was voted, the obvious. I voted for Emma. <laughs> I voted for Abby or Amy. I'm like Abby, I'm like I'm like uh, Abby oh won last God. year. What are you talking about? If, I, if, if I any voted of the for her three last of us year. would have voted for Abby Davies this year, it would have been me, not you, Nate. Yeah, I know. Um, it also would have been like Abby becoming the new Todd Scurvian, where she just gets votes every year, even though she doesn't play anymore. <laughs> so if we're going don't, on, don't the weekend. Me, was that going? Sorry, I'm trying to figure something out. If we go based off of when this past season started, go with that weekend, there's 167 days from April 6th, the day we're recording this. So That's mm-hmm. way too long. It's, it's, it's 167 yet. too many. But I don't like be, this. I think the future is bright for this program. I think we have oh, the right leaders behind the bench we have the right leaders on the ice and it'll be it'll click man it's good it's gonna click soon i really do feel like it's gonna click soon i see no reason why it won't this is a big off season for this team Mm -hmm. i think Mm -hmm. if everybody comes in with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder because i think they should this team has something to prove next year and I don't really like bringing it up on the podcast, but the way the program Celeste walked into was not in a good spot. No, no. And they're, they're and she has a bit a, of an exodus. Yep. They're and she starting had to, to come back up the yep. mountain. And, and I think the people who are sitting there calling for the school to move on from Celeste you're idiots. I don't want to put it. I don't want to be that blunt, but you I need to give her time. She's a fantastic. She's a, she's a good coach. She just needs time to get in here and bring her players in and get, because like you said, there was an exodus. Like a lot of people walked away from the program because of how things in the past went. You have to rebuild the program pretty much. And I think Celeste Brown is the perfect person to come in and do that. If you look at I, the, the players love her. Oh my God. If you look at the history of this program, it is built on winning. And they haven't done a lot of it in the last couple of years, so it's it's due. Mm-hmm. The, the wins will come, and I hope with the wins come the fans because these players gonna, deserve more than what the, they this, get. The, the players deserve more, and I will and, stand by it. And they mm-hmm. deserve more. Part of the reason they deserve more is because uh, unlike – the men's side of hockey for the vast majority of these players division one is the pinnacle of what they're going to play at is because there's just the pro hockey structure for women is just it's not there right now it's not that there aren't opportunities we have alums playing in the phf right now we've had alums in the past play in the pwhpa there, I know of at least There's two alums that Europe. have played over in Europe. So, but it's it's not the same. There's not as many no. opportunities, and the atmosphere 
in a Division One rink, and especially with a hockey fan base like RIT has, there's a reason that players want to play here. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw it, the Colgate game last year. The first game at GPC, I mean, we had a 1,000 people there. And there was a time where we were pushing a thousand for women's games when the building Which first opened. So awesome to see. And we and could get back. I know the game this year where they played after the men. That built GPC had, was pretty full for that. We had a good amount of rows in the corner full for that one. So yeah. I am like we said, it RIT likes a winner. Mm-hmm. That's why the crowds for the men's games are so great this year, because they win. And with women, they won what back, eleven straight games. Like people were yeah. packing so in the house. It is the women's team. The the diehards will be there. That's there's no hundred oh, percent. But I think Dan Scully will be working up in the press box until he's eighty. <laughs> Dan Scully will die in the press. Somebody, box. somebody's not going to let him leave. <laughs> Scully um, will die in the press box, hundred percent. But I it'll be. That. I think we're just trying to drag this on because we don't want the season to be over. Well, yeah, I, I, was I feel like once say... we stop recording, the season's over, and, like officially. <laughs> and well, and, um, and going back to that Colgate game too. I know I've said it a million times between the podcast and Discord, but the fact that not only were there well over a thousand people there, but the vast majority of people stayed despite what the score was. Yeah. I mean, I, I was having so much fun at that. <laughs> I, we were all just happy to be back. Well, I, I don't, I don't think I've ever been more proud of the corner crew than how full it was at the end of that game. It was just as full as at one, nothing as it was at 13, nothing. So, I mean, you, I mean, with a score like that, it's, it's, you, you would have thought the place would have cleared out through and through. RIT is a hockey school, and if we can get more people at the women's games, that we, it, it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Teams in the CHA do boost. not have a home ice advantage. We are really the no. only team that has one. And yes, we can and, make and it the players harder will tell for you that, and the coaches will tell you that. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think Jordan told Max earlier that after the first uh, game at Syracuse that we made it like they were having a home game an hour and a half down the road, and Syracuse had a decent number of people there too. Yeah, with their little pathetic whiteboard. Hey, 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 we got turned by national, national championship. championship. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was so awesome. I was so happy. I was like, damn, we were turned national. We, we got turned by national champions. I love it. I'm sit- they we're just sitting there. They're, they got their little whiteboard and they're like, scoreboard. And Kate, it wasn't Kate talking crap to them or something like that? She was like, yeah, that's yeah, a lot yeah, nicer yeah. than the old one they had. Yeah. And then they got a new scoreboard. Uh, <laughs> that was fun well let's wrap it up uh, now so we don't have to keep yeah. dragging this on um so if you have not already subscribe to the podcast on youtube 
hit this hit that button notification bell so you're notified when all the new episodes go live like the men's recap that will be coming out at some point soon probably in the next couple weeks because our schedules all suck the next few weeks so let's hope we can figure it out soon i have something going on every night next week <laughs> yeah it's so bad and, and my um, schedule Spotify... is utter chaos because spring sports in upstate new york is a terrible idea <laughs> <laughs> RIT Athletics just needs to clone Dan Scully to put him in everything. Um, <laughs> just cloning chamber him. Uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts are also still a thing. I f- totally forgot what the bit was, so I'm leaving it in the past. Um, Nate will be Thank happy. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. No, I actually didn't forget. I'm not going to lie. Um, Don't tell him. Social media links will also be in the description. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is still running strong. There will be some some fun stuff coming up there. Um, the whiteboard poll, not whiteboard poll, the whiteboard bracket will be starting soon, probably sometime in the next few weeks. Yes! <laughs> Your Nate is so pumped for that. Let's the go! Bracket. The whiteboard bracket. The whiteboard, the whiteboard bracket last year was incredible, mostly because I loved watching what players were voting for what whiteboards they thought were the <laughs> yes. best, so that was kind of hilarious. Yeah, that was fun. Um, and seeing who got to vote first, so that's always fun Get in there. In the Instagram and all the other social medias, you will find a link to the Discord, which if you have not realized already, is over 500 people in it. This is awesome. Get in the Discord. It's fun. It's chaotic. It's Nate and I crapping at each other for the next 100 million days because the Yankees and Red Sox are back. So be prepared to have the non-hockey sports ball channel be fun with us two bitching at each other every day. <laughs> non-hockey sports ball off topic is something. <laughs> off topic is I, its off topic needs screen. to come with a warning. <laughs> we have to put an entry bot into just off topic to warn you, but you might yeah. see it there. Um, yeah, that being so- said, that being said, have a great rest of your night. Have a great rest of your night, everybody. Easy for you to say. Yeah, I'm thinking words that be great. Roll time. English is hard. R-I-T-R-I-T-R-I-T-R-I-T-R-I-T-R-I-T-R-I-T-R-I-T-R-I-T-R-I-T-R-I-T-R-I-T-R-I-T-R-I-T-R-I-T-